Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, my lovely friends, and welcome back yet again to the Haunted Estate with, yes, me, your host, Selena Myers. Tonight, we are going to hear about six notoriously haunted dolls, that, your ghost stories, and so much more tonight on another episode of The Haunted Estate. Call and tell us your story, toll free, at one 260 and make sure to visit us at www.theparanormalpodcast.com. What a lovely day, my friends. It is cold and dark, and it acted like it was going to rain today, and it didn't. Yes, this is actually the same day that I recorded the previous podcast. I don't think I'm going to finish this one, but I'm just going to get it started up for the next next fun little adventure of putting it up. I am tired. I'm going to be honest. I had a beer. I don't drink. I had one of these... Tell me if you've ever had these. These shock tops, Belgian white. Oh, Lord. There's a burp. I won't let you hear that. One beer. Dizzy, fluffy, and giggly. It happened. I got drunk. It's not. I'm not even done it yet. I was working on it for two hours. And, ooh, I feel good. No, 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 no. Anyways, I wonder who listens to this. Our first article is from Bloomhouse.com. Every article I read, everything that I use will be cited on the website, theparanormalpodcast.com or thehauntedestate.com. Whatever you feel like typing in. You go to blog, you will see the title of the episode right there will be all the links I used. Every article that I use always has the coolest pictures. One like this, the six notoriously haunted dolls that will absolutely terrify you. Yes, it has pictures of all the dolls, so make sure you stop by and look at that. Let's get into it. Even if you aren't usually skeeved out by creepy-looking dolls, I'll bet that you felt chills up your spine the first time you laid eyes on malevolent Annabelle from The Conjuring. 
By now, you've likely heard the story of the real Annabelle, an allegedly demon-possessed Raggedy Ann doll, which to this day remains sealed within a glass case at the Occult Museum of Ed and Lorraine Warren, along with a collection of many other spooky artifacts. The notion of a doll with supernaturalness will of its own do both horrifying and fascinating things. And in the wake of Annabelle's newly found popularity, haunted dolls are becoming the collectibles that connoisseurs of the macabre want. With dozens of new offerings popping up on eBay and Craigslist every month, giving a new level of meaning to buyer beware. But Annabelle is just one of a long line of dolls bearing the infamous backstories. And she's got plenty of creepy cousins with equally nightmarish reputations. I've lined up six of the scariest examples here, and I can assure you that there are hundreds more out there, all waiting patiently for a new home. Maybe yours? Haunted Harold. Harold bears the dubious distinction of being one of the first haunted dolls to be purchased on eBay. When the auction was first posted by Greg Minchka in 2003, his over-the-top description of the doll's deadly history went viral, making Harold an overnight paranormal web celeb. The first buyer, a friend of Miksha's family, dismissed the horrific warnings, claiming that she simply wanted to restore the vintage doll. But oddly enough, she put it back up in the auction the following year, saying that only Harold was cursed. The current owner claims to have recorded several psychic readings on the doll. During some of these sessions, Harold can be heard speaking in a man's voice, threatening to kill the readers. Harold is like a stained-looking bag with some pretty rough legs and head, and I'm going to be honest, he looks like a creepy little fish. (laughs) Mandy. Made in the early 20th century, this porcelain doll was donated to the British Columbia's District Museum in 1991 by an anonymous donor who claimed to hear it repeatedly crying in the night. Today, Mandy is apparently up to even more paranormal mischief. Visitors report hearing tiny footsteps in the room where the doll is kept and claim that the cameras malfunction when they try to photograph her. Some have even said that their purses, lunches, or other personal articles get moved around the building when they visit her display. Strangest of all, according to the museum staff, other dolls kept in the same glass case of Mandy have been found knocked over or damaged. Mandy is a cute little porcelain doll wearing a white dress with a very creepy, cracky looking face. It almost looks like a baby who got punched in the face, to be completely honest. And this doll, Okiku, 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 we'll say that. She is a native looking doll with long black hair. Within Manaji Temple in Iwamizawa, Japan, stands a small, ornately dressed doll with unusually long, realistic hair. And that's the mysterious part. According to the tale, the doll had short, cropped hair when first purchased in 1918 as a present for a young girl named Oniku. Oniku. Oh, Iku. Oh, this is terrible. When the girl died a year later, her grieving family placed it in a shrine in her honor, after which they claim its hair started to grow. The family believed that the daughter's spirit resided within the doll and eventually donated it to the temple in 1938, where it remains today. Apparently, several attempts have been made to trim the doll's hair, which was analyzed to be determined that it is real human hair. It always grows back. 
Peggy. Another doll that has the online paranormal community in an uproar. This blonde Moppet, who many believe to be possessed by a malevolent force, the evidence, according to the paranormal researcher, Jane Harris, comes to the form of online videos and photos. Not the media itself, apparently, but what happens to people when they view it. Harris, who runs a website devoted to haunted dolls, says she received, she received Peggy in the mail from a terrified owner. After posting images and videos of her various studies on the doll, Harris stated that dozens of people began to contact her, claiming that the videos of Peggy triggered terrifying visions, nightmares, headaches, chest pains, and nausea. And one woman in the UK is, is rumored to have died from heart failure after watching Harris's findings. They have been documented in the book that's called What Dwells Within. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Paula? Paula? We'll just say Paula. It's not that, though. Paula Ubin Barbie. The legend behind this doll does not involve haunting or possession, but a bridge between the living and the dead. It began during the World War I, when the British-governed Singapore seized a plantation owned by a German family on the island of Paula Ubin, whose teenage daughter escaped into the, into the woods and was later found dead at the bottom of a cliff. Her remains were collected by the locals and enshrined in a small Taoist temple where she began to take on a divine reputation as Lady Daduk. Among islanders, offers were still made there today, but to the most significant gift came from a man living in Australia, who claimed a German girl visited him in his dreams, requesting a doll for company. In response, he bought her the Barbie in 2007. It quickly became the shrine's centerpiece. Robert. This little sailor is said to be the inspiration for the film Chucky. It was originally owned by an artist, Robert Eugene Otto, of Key West, Florida. Otto, who went by Jean as a boy, received the doll in 1904 as a gift from the family's maid. As the legend goes, young Jean was both attached and scared of the doll, claiming that it did bad things at night, destroying his other toys and overturning furniture. When grown-up Otto moved out, he left Robert behind, allegedly because his wife was afraid of him. After Otto's death, tenants in the house, now a bed and breakfast, reported the doll moving from room to room. Some claimed to hear it speaking and laughing at night. Robert's current home, since 1994, is a forced East Martitello Museum, where he continues to draw tourists in year-round. Rumored has it that bad luck befalls any visitor who dare take his photo without written permission. 
and that is the six most terrifying dolls. I have heard of Robert. I have heard about Peggy. I was researching her for a full episode. Um, so that might be coming in the future, and I hope that that excites you. Do you own a haunted artifact? Tell us about it at one 260 Next up, we have Michaela Farinas, and she is on YouTube. You can find her by typing in M-I-A-C-A-E-L-L-A space F-A-R-I-N-A-S. And this is titled My Ghost Story. Take it away. Hey guys, it's Michaela, and today I'm going to be telling you my ghost story. So, let's talk about that. So... It all started, like, last month. I was brushing my teeth, and I was only using hot water because that's just how I brush my teeth. And then I went into my bedroom, and I started to hear the sink running. I looked out, and it was the sink just, like, going very, very slow. And it was the cold water, and I was like, whoa, that's creepy. I never used cold water. And then the same thing happened two weeks later, except I wasn't out of the bathroom. I was still in the bathroom. I went to use the bathroom. I went pee. And um, I got back up, and the same exact thing happened. The cold water was just running very slowly at the same exact pace. Talking about all these ghosts. And so, just last night, I set my video camera up and I began to record myself sleeping. Um, about one hour and ten minutes in, you see an orb go by the bottom right corner. Then one or two seconds later, you start to hear heavy breathing. I know it's not me sleeping because it wasn't like that throughout the, all the rest of the video, and that heavy breathing lasted about I'd say 10, 15 seconds. And then the blanket was up here and moved down to about right here, just like that. So that was an experience. Thank you, Michaela, for sharing your story with us. You definitely hear in a lot of paranormal cases that water really is a conduit for paranormal forces. I would like to share a bit of a story of mine for you. Anytime, um, I would do anything paranormal, as if go on an investigation or meet with someone who is extremely into the paranormal. I had this violently strange coincidence where every single time, the first two times um, we didn't really notice, but our water softener would flood in the basement. And not just, not just flood, but straight up flood, flood the basement. Like, I'm talking, you have to use 40 towels to clean it up. And it was just kind of strange. So... It got to the point where I was like, this is weird that this is happening all the time. And I had gone to one of the Haunted Hamilton events and came home and nonetheless, basement was flooded. Then I went on a pre-investigation just to interview a family and guess what? Came home. Um, water softener was messed up. Had somebody come look at it. They're like, I don't know what's wrong here. So um, definitely water is a bit of a conduit, um, seeing the orb and stuff. A lot of, I'm going to do a whole episode on orbs because, oh my God. You know, I don't even know where to start on those. So many people are like, look, and it's like, that's dust. 
that's dust. So I am going to plan an episode where we go into how to tell if an orb is an orb or if an orb is dust or a bug or moisture or so forth. Some you can't really tell and you just can think you got what you got, but some definitely different um, when it has to do with different colors and shapes and rings and such like that. But thank you very much, Michaela, for sharing your short story. Call and tell us your short story toll free at one 260 Next up, Freshen, we have a story from Star Craving Eric on YouTube and Craving is with a K and the story is called Spirit in the Woods. Hi, this is my second story on here. Um, this one's just a little story that happened to me and a couple of my friends uh, about three years ago now. I don't know if you remember this uh, show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it was on Nickelodeon during the 90s, and there was about like this group of kids that called themselves the Midnight Society, and they'd go into like the woods and tell ghost stories and whatnot. And um, so, you know, we're kind of like trip down memory lane, let's go into the woods and tell some ghost stories around the campfire, you know, do something different, because, um, you know, we're just bored of summer. So we, we go and, you know, during the day and we find a clearing in the woods and we uh, dig a pit and find some logs and whatnot to sit on for later that night. And uh, while we were looking for logs, we come like across this ripped up campsite and it was like this one tent that was ripped apart. Basically it was just like the frame of it and like all like the materials like ripping off and stuff and there was clothes and blankets all ripped like ripped apart and strewn about and whatnot. So we're just kind of like, all right, little unsettling, whatever, let's not make a big deal out of it. So, um, it's probably just some people that got bored, wanted to mess with people, whatever. So, we go, we, we go back to my friend's house, um, and wait for it to get dark, and once it starts getting dark, we go back out, um, and we start walking up, up to, like, the, the spot we had made in the woods, and, uh, by this point, by this time, it was pitch black. So, you know, I'm in front, I have my cell phone out, like, I'm kind of flashlight, and, um, all of a sudden, like, um, not that far in front of us, maybe 15, 20 feet, it sounds like, like, this massive tree branch, probably like that thing just snapped. I mean, it was, like, loud. It was a gunshot loud. Like, we were freaking out. And, um, we're just, like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe we should just turn back, you know, we're trying to decide if we should just leave or if we should go, you know, I mean, we spend all that time, uh, we spent a couple hours finding logs and whatnot, getting the pit dug out, everything else. So we're just like, all right, we'll, we'll go tell some stories, have a good time, and we'll leave. And uh, we get up to the clearing, and, you know, we're all sitting down and realize we don't have any tinder for a fire. That was the one thing we forgot. We brought chips and stuff, and we just forgot to get anything for the fire that would actually catch. So um, we end up using potato chips to start the fire. Um, because I saw it on Survivor Man that he started a fire with a Frito, so I thought potato chip, and it worked. Thank you, Survivor Man. Anyways, um, so we're kind of um, getting annoyed from all the mosquitoes and whatnot, and because we forgot to bring bug spray like idiots, and so we're just kind of like, maybe we should just call it a night, I don't know, but um, since we started the fire, the smoke started kind of like clearing them out, so... We stayed, and uh, my friend my friend Sebastian starts telling his story, and um, all of a sudden we just like 
we start hearing footsteps and like they're running it sounded really loud and they're just kind of like running like sounded like it was like running around like the clearing like the clearing was a big circle and it just sounded like it was running on like the outskirts of it but i mean it was pretty far in because it wasn't like you know like really really loud but it sounded like something was running around in circles like around the clearing and so we're just like okay this is getting a little bit weird and uh, we're like you know maybe there's just some kid following us who cares um, you know, it's nothing. There's seven of us, one of them, it's not gonna, you know, they're not gonna stand a chance. And, um, so the footsteps stop. We're like, you know, maybe it was just someone in the woods, whatever, having some fun. Um, then the footsteps, then the footsteps start again. And this time it sounds like they're coming, like, straight towards us, like, running straight towards us. We're like, okay, we're, we have a fire illegally in the middle of the woods. We don't have a permit for it. Maybe it's the cops. Who knows? So we're like, maybe we should just put out the fire and go. But the footsteps step stopped again. So we're just like, I don't know. I know this might just be someone messing with us. Then all of a sudden, just, like, um... My friend Miller starts telling his story, and all of a sudden, like, it sounds like footsteps ran up straight behind him to the e edge of the clearing, and then you couldn't see anything, though. So we're just like, okay, this is, this is not, this is not okay. So we're like, do we leave? Because, you know, we don't want to, like, you know, be walking and have somebody, like, pick us off one by one or whatnot. We're stronger in a circle. And so we're just kind of like, all right, we'll just keep telling stories, act like normal, whatever. And then, um... My friend Adam starts telling his story, and he was he, he was sitting next to me, and then all of a sudden, like, um... Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. It just sounds like the footsteps are literally just running from every single direction. Like you would run to the edge of the clearing, run to the edge of the clearing for another direction, like split seconds. And it was just the weirdest thing. It sounded like there were multiple people running, like, in different directions towards us, like, from different directions towards us. And we're just like, this this is not okay. This is not right. Something's wrong. Um, and then, you know, like, my back is towards, like, that, um, the, the, tents and, the tent that was messed up and stuff. I mean, it was a little bit away from us, but, I mean, it was unnerving to have that behind me. And so I'm just like, what the hell? Like, you know, like, we're in the middle of the woods. There shouldn't be footsteps. There should be no one out here. And they're not. They're not animals. They're one, two, one, two. Like, you can tell they're people. And so, like, you know, my, my friend Adam had stopped his story. He continues again once the footsteps stopped. And the second he finished his story, we just hear, I swear to God, what sounded like this little girl laughing. Like, this, it was just, it was piercing. It was just the most creepy it felt like it was right behind your ear like right in your ear or someone just like a little girl laughed in it and it wasn't one of those things where it's just like one person hears something is like hey did you guys hear that and it's like hear what uh i think i heard a little girl laugh and everyone else is like oh yeah so did i that was weird it was like literally all seven of us in unison were like what the hell was that oh my god oh my god and we're freaking out we don't know what to do so 
Um, like, we're like, okay, we'll run, and we're like, what about the fire, what about the fire? And some of us start running off, like, and then we're like, fire, 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 so we start stamping out the fire. Like, we're stamping out, and, um, and then we just start running off, and, um, we thought we were following the path out that we had kind of made, but apparently we weren't, we got, we got, like, lost, and so we're just running, and we get to, like, this other clearing. We thought we came to a circle, but this was a different clearing. And in the middle of the clearing, there's a well. I swear to God, there is a well in the middle of this clearing. It's, like, two feet off the ground. It's stone. There's a giant plywood cover on it. And we're just like, what the hell is a well doing in the middle of the woods? This isn't, this isn't normal. And all you can think of when you hear a little girl laughter, and then you see a well you, in the middle of the wood, you think, girl from the rain. And so we just start freaking out even more. We're running, we're getting our faces hit by branches, we're tripping, we're just like absolutely freaking out. And, you know, one of us falls down like this little overhang thing and rolls down, and we're chasing after him. And, you know, we just hear footsteps behind us, like the entire time, like keeping pace with us. And so we don't know if it's some backwoods hillbilly chasing us off. We don't know. And so we finally get to the edge of the woods, we get out, and we're in like this field. And there's nothing around in this field. And um, we hear cars, so we're like, okay, we must be by the road. So, you know, we're catching our breath in this field or whatnot. And all of a sudden, we just hear one last, like, twig snap. And then it just was so loud. And then it echoed. And that was the freakiest things that's ever happened to me. And, like, there was, like, six other people that witnessed it. And it wasn't just one of those things that I can chalk up to my imagination because there were so many other people there. And it was just, it was, it's still, like, I'm, I'm shaking right now just thinking about it. It was freaky. I don't know. I mean, like, none of us have gone back to those woods. Like, none of us want to. It's been three years. Um, it just, it's just one of those things that we don't ever really talk about. Um, it's just, it just makes me uncomfortable. It makes everyone else uncomfortable. In the middle of the woods, you just, you, that's not what you want to hear. Footsteps and girls laughing. It's just, it's not normal. Um, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed the story. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Eric, for sharing your story, and I can completely agree with you on not wanting to hear a girl <laughs> laughing in the woods and footsteps. Um, I live right near a conservation area called Piddock. It is a, I think it's man-made, I'm pretty sure. It has definitely played a huge part in my life um, when it comes to the paranormal there has been so many stories coming out of there. A lot of weird teenagers who are into some occult kind of stuff do stuff down there because it's kind of the only area. But I am I'm so with you on that one. I have a little article here. Three-year-old boy's three-year-old boy remembers his own murder, finds his killer, body, and murder weapon. This bizarre tale of reincarnation starts with a three-year-old boy from Golan Heights near Syria. Not only did he claim he had a past life, but also that he had been murdered, where his body and murder weapon could be found, and even that he knew the identity of the person who murdered him. Dr. Eli Lash, who was a physician in Israel at the time, investigated the case. Because of Dr. Lash's interest in reincarnation, the, chi the child's parents invited him along to check out their son's claims. The group that was tagging along took the boy to two cities before entering a third one that the, boy, that the boy claimed to recognize. When they found the village, the boy was able to recall his original and last names and the first and last name of his murderer. 
An individual from the town overheard what they were talking about and said that the name that the boy mentioned, his past self, had gone missing four years ago and that no one had heard from him since. As they continued to check out the village, the boy was able to find his old home. It was while they were walking around that he walked right up to a man who called him even by his name, even though he had never met him in his current lifetime. After doing so, he confronted the man by saying, I used to be your neighbor. We had a fight and you killed me with an axe. The man turned white and the boy continued with, I even know where you buried my body. The boy led everyone, including the accused murderer, and was able to point out the location where his past body's life was buried and with the murder weapon where it was hidden. With all this evidence, everyone accused the man of murder and he confessed. What was particularly interesting was the mark on the, on the skeleton's skull, where it had been hit by an axe. And this scar corresponded with a birthmark on the boy. Not only did witnesses of the incident, Dr. Eli Lash died in 2009, and information provided here is everything known about the case. It's a strange tale, but it's not a singular one, as other children have been reported to remember past lives. What do you think? Could it possibly be true, or did the doctor make it all up? That is one of those articles. Um, it's not very ghostly, but in it, it kind of falls into paranormal topics, supernatural topics. Do you believe in reincarnation? Um, personally, I've never really been to a psychic psychic, but I have been approached by people who've been like, "Oh, this is you know, you lived in a past life. This is who you were." And when it comes to people who are really into the paranormal and things like that, there is of, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, people who are into the paranormal kind of have lived other lives, and that's why it interests them so much, because maybe they came back, and then there's the whole saying that when you're, that light that you see when you die is actually coming out of vagina, <laughs> um, and being born again, but that story really intrigues me, there's another one um, where a little girl had remembered being in a bombing, I think it was in Texas or something, and that was crazy, too. So I am curious. Do you believe in reincarnation? Do you think you had a past life? I'm going to put a question out on Facebook. Would love to hear from you all. That is going to wrap up our episode today of The Haunted Estate. I have really stuck to doing it every other day. I'd really like to kick it up to every day and possibly do a bit of a subscription service for an extra episode. So I hope to see you all again uh, the day after tomorrow. Love you all. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.